Get all of yourself on board. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShutler and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm gonna help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining another Health Success Story episode. Health Success Stories are episodes where everyday people turn into their own health advocate superstar. I am here with Elon Rubin, a 53-year-old artist and designer living in California. Their favorite book is Libra by Don DeLillo. Elon was a migraine sufferer for 10 long years. Today, they're going to tell us all about their healing journey and how they finally became migraine-free. Hi, Elon. Thanks for being here today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. um, We are all eager to hear about the story you want to tell us and honored that you want to share it with us today. Well, um, I have been a migraine sufferer for about 10 years. Um, and, uh, recently I feel like I've turned the corner on the migraines and, um, uh, it's been a pretty, pretty dramatic, uh, improvement. I, um, I started getting migraines, uh, in my early forties and, uh, that, you know, was, was probably from a lot of drinking and, uh, over the years, those sorts of hangover migraines started encroaching on my non-breaking life um, to the point where I started working with a naturopath. And um, I managed to cut out um, a lot of the things that were causing the migraines, uh, alcohol, nicotine, uh, caffeine, um, and it seemed like every time I, uh, removed something, I would improve. And then eventually I would return to a baseline and this kind of continued for years. You know, I like my, I went from no exercise to a pretty rigorous ex- exercise schedule and that helped things for a while. And then it went back. I tried, uh, I cut gluten out of my diet. Um, you know, I've changed my nutrition around completely and, um, and still the migraines kept coming back and like in the last year, since the pandemic started, it just got really bad to the point where I was like having to take migraine medication every two days, basically to, um, to deal with them. Um, so I was really at at my wit's end and uh, a friend of mine noticed this pattern where I would like 
make some change, the migraines would improve, but then it would return to a baseline level. And uh, uh, he was he observed that you know that's a very common pattern for psychosomatic illnesses. And I was like, mm. huh, that's that's an interesting observation. But I knew nothing about it. You know, we we talked about he he had suffered from uh, chronic back pain for many years until he made this connection about psychosomatic illnesses and researched it and um, kind of managed to improve his symptoms dramatically just through like affirmation. Mm -hmm. So I started doing affirmations because why not? And can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah, of course. When you say psychosomatic, do you want to explain a psychosomatic illness? Sure. Um, you know, I think uh, psychosomatic illnesses are, uh, I guess, broadly defined as like um, a condition where there's no, uh, there's seemingly no physical cause and it's just maybe caused by uh, on a subconscious level. Um, by maybe, you know, emotional pain or guilt or all kinds of other uh, subconscious processes. Got it. Um, but I, there's, a, there's a researcher in New York, uh, John Sarno, who's published a lot of books about this, who's really kind of explored how exactly the brain um, sort of manufactures pain. Um, and there's another researcher in Australia. I also, I can't remember his name, but, uh, you know, he talks about how pain is a, is an output, not an input. Most people think of pain as, you know, our tissues warning us that we're doing something bad to it. You know, like our hand is in a fire or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but really pain, you know, there's all these signals kind of coming into the brain and the brain has to decide, you know, which of them are actually dangerous and which of them are just superfluous. Um, and the example he gives is, you know, he was hiking somewhere in, in the jungle in Northern Australia. And, uh, he was, so, he was very worried about poisonous snakes because they were in that area. And, you know, he, scratched his leg on a branch and he was so worried about it being a snake, his brain registered it as like a snake bite. And, you know, all of a sudden his like leg was like in searing pain and he was like screaming, uh. freaking out. Eventually he managed to get to a doctor and the doctor was like, yeah, it's just a scratch. Wow. Uh -huh. And you know, what happened was his, his, you know, if this is all processed on a subconscious level, but his brain was kind of looking at the data and saying like, Oh my God, this is really serious because that's what he was worried about and, and created those pain signals. Um, and you know, you, you look at the way the subconscious works, there's, it kind of makes all kinds of bad decisions, you know? <laughs> Yes. Like, uh, um, and some of those can be affected by faulty information. Some of it can be caused by deep seated trauma. And, you know, if, if it's acting on, on bad information, we could suffer for years, even though we've changed our lives around as I did. Right. Right. Thank you for, for clearing that up. Yes. That's makes perfect sense. Um, so 
in my story, I, um, I tried affirmations, which are just very sort of simple, clear statements that you can register on a subconscious level. Mm-hmm. Things like, I don't get headaches. There's nothing wrong with my body. Um, you know, like uh, clear affirmative statements. And I just like the first day I just kind of repeated all these statements over like, you know, 200 times just to sort of like get it deep down into my subconscious. And I kind of, I feel like I noticed some positive effects in the first day or two. I still got headaches both days. Um, But then I thought of hypnotherapy and it turned out my partner is a really good hypnotherapist. Um, and, uh, I called him up and I was like, I know it's the pandemic. I know it's impossible to get into a therapist these days, but you know, when, when might you be able to see me? And he was like, well, that's, you know, I can see you tomorrow. That's not a problem I have because all my patients never come back after the first session, you know, because they're wow. cured. And I was like, wow, talky. And, uh, um, but I saw the guy and, you know, he spent an hour with me and this was over Zoom, just ask, asking me a bunch of questions about my headaches. And the actual hypnosis part was only about 10 minutes, um, you know, and it felt sort of like meditation, you know, I just, Close my eyes. I remember everything he said. There was nothing weird or, mm-hmm. you know, um, but, uh, and he's, you know, afterwards he said, yeah, you're, you're going to have fewer and fewer headaches over the next two weeks. And after two weeks, you won't get headaches anymore. And I was like, okay, I, I sure hope so. And I got a headache that night and never again did I get another headache. And that was like six weeks ago. Wow. Wow. That's, I mean, congratulations first off, because that's amazing. It sounds like you, um, how long would you say you tried things? Because you said you had migraines for 10 years. When did you start going into like, okay, I want to start, you know, dealing with the migraines. When, when was that for you? It was 2013. So, uh, eight years ago, eight years ago. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. On God, that. It made such a huge difference in my life. I mean, I just kind of assumed <laughs> I was just going to be in pain for the rest of my life. And wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really wonderful. So I personally have done a lot of hypnotherapy or I should say I've received it. Um, and I'm a huge fan because as you say, it just feels like meditation. So for people that may have no idea what hypnotherapy is like, um, what do you think, you know, happened during the session? Like what opened the doors? What released it? I mean, do you have an idea? Cause you remember everything. Do you think it unlocked some certain beliefs or something? I really have no idea how it could have worked so effectively. But, you know, one thing I, I, I came to the session saying, uh, I'm not hypnotizable. So really, so you were a big skeptic when you came in. Um, you know, I thought I was not hypnotizable. And, and he said, uh, he said, 
yeah, if I had a dime for everyone who came to me thinking they were not hypnotizable, he was like, the fact that you're here shows that you want, you want to be hypnotized and that's all you need mm. in order to make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I think I was really just ready for it. And I just kind of needed a switch to get flipped. I don't know how that switch gets flipped. I don't know enough about hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what he told me was it's about attention and about, you know, you've got all these like parts of you in your subconscious that are all, you know, even if nine out of 10 of them are on the, on the train for getting rid of migraine, there might be another one part of you that's like, you know, shoot, if, if, if we stop having migraines, you're going to start drinking again. You're going to start, you know, doing mm. all these things. You know, and it might just take some kind of alignment or focusing or attention, some concentration that to to get all the parts of you on board that train. That makes sense. I love the way you put it or you you translating how he put it. It's like getting all of yourself on board and maybe not realizing that there was a part of you that you weren't aware. That's just like, yeah, like you said, maybe that was a fear you didn't realize is that, oh no, I'll go back to these habits that weren't serving me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the passionate health advocate dance break. Now get up and shake your thing. say um i know someone else who quit smoking because they went to hypnotherapy um and you know same thing as a friend of mine also didn't realize how it worked (laughs) you know it just and so yeah that makes sense maybe not all of him was on board for quitting to smoke and then the hypnotherapy kind of opened up some things in the subconscious so um now that's six weeks in that's incredible. Um, what would you say to people listening? Um, because obviously neither one of us can diagnose, but what would be, um, some advice because you were trying this for eight years, um, and everyone's path is different, but any advice during your journey? You know, I think every step of that journey was necessary. I don't think the hypnosis would have worked if I hadn't done all these things to clean up my act. Um, you know, it's like the message, it was giving me a message mm-hmm. and the migraines were giving me a message and uh, all it took once that, once I'd made all those changes was to say, okay, message received. I've done everything you asked. Okay. Stop giving me migraine. Um, so I, I don't know if like hypnosis is a magic bullet. I think maybe my case was like so dramatic because I had done all the other stuff beforehand and all it needed was, you know, that suggestion to, to make a, a, 
a big change. Um, but I do think, you know, I think the, the, the thinking around psychosomatic illnesses, um, especially with regards to all forms of chronic pain, is a very rapidly evolving area of research. And um, I just think for anyone with intractable and almost inexplicable chronic pain, it should be a, something they look at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's good advice. I, um, you know, as a body worker and knowing that a lot of things uh, obviously come from the body, um, Louise Hayes, I don't know if people know mm-hmm. who she was, but, um, she wrote a, a book, I don't know how many years ago about if there's a certain pain in the body or an issue, it means something internally. Um, that's a good resource for people that are curious about it. Um, but yeah, it sounds like what you're saying is, and I, a key point is I like to use the term wellness journey or healing journey because it's never one thing and you went through a whole journey and learning about yourself and exploration and taking things away and altering things. Um, yeah, it sounds like that was just the missing piece at the time it was needed versus like, yeah, I can't imagine if you started with hypnotherapy the first day, (laughs) like where would you be? Yeah. I don't, it probably wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it had given me a, a day off of migraines, I would have celebrated by, you know, having three or four cocktails and that would have been the end of the magic cure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I used to tell my clients a lot when I'm working with them because I do know it's a journey. And so, you know, I might be saying something to them for years, but even for myself, I'm like, why didn't you tell me this when I, when I was ready to hear you? It's like that. I'm like, that's my thing. It's like, we get information all the time, but we don't process it until we're ready. Absolutely. And you know, this friend of mine who suggested a psychosomatic explanation, he'd been, he'd been kind of telling me his own story around this for five years. You know, this was Mm -hmm. not new information. It's that I was ready to hear it. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, so what would you say? I mean, we kind of went over your advice for, for others. What would you say was your biggest lesson on this journey? Just to keep, you know, to, to keep trying, to keep looking outside of whatever zone of comfort I have around you know, healing or, you know, uh, yeah, to, to have it as, as broad a definition of, you know, healing modalities as, as I can, you know, try everything. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think it's been a very valuable experience, not just um, not just the hypnotherapy, but the entire path of dealing with the migraines. I mean, in in all kinds of tangential ways, it's led me to a lot of other positive changes that aren't you know directly related to migraines. Like, you know, I it led me to a meditation practice, 
um, that has become a pretty important part of my life. It's led me, you know, that changing, like stopping drinking has really changed who I hang out with and what the quality of my relationship. You know, it's just, um, I feel like maybe it showed me that it's never just one thing, you know, it's not like Mm -hmm. you've got this condition. Sometimes, you know, you just take a pill for it and then you keep the rest of your life the same, you know, it's all part of this path of growth. Oh, I like that path of growth. Wow. That's, I'm, I mean, that's really incredible story. I I'm curious, you know, eight years, um, that's probably sounds daunting to a lot of people. Um, did you find yourself? Cause you, it seems like, I mean, the way you talk about it, it's like you were curious and open. Did you find times during those eight years where you were ready to give up and just like, okay, this is just how life is going to be. Oh yeah. Oh, many times. I mean, I don't think it was, um, I don't think I ever fully gave up, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, part of the process is, sometimes acceptance that if, if this is the way it's going to be, then that's okay. Also, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I don't think it's ever worth giving up, but, um, you know, sometimes aversion to the, to the condition can like be just as bad as the condition. Oh, yes. (laughs) That is, wow, very true. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing the story. It's just like, I I love having people like you on the show. I'm hoping listeners can, can understand that, you know, hearing other people's perspective and their journey and just yeah, there's just so many possibilities out there. And that's what I want people to know. And I think you're a good example of, you know, you had a whole different lifestyle and, you know, you lived it for 10 years and just you are now appreciating not only the recovery, but the process of the recovery, which is incredible. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on your show. Yes, well, take care and hope to see you again soon. Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShetler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.